Welcome back to The Clarity Call. I'm Alicia. And I'm Kimberly. This is episode 109, Brain Science. Welcome to The Clarity Call, a podcast dedicated to providing useful information and guidance to those seeking encouragement and support while navigating the challenges of caring for a loved one with special needs. We are sisters living in Texas and passionately advocating for the special needs community. Between us, we have 16 children, six of whom have a medically complex diagnosis or are considered special needs. Join us on a journey of mindful awareness that is sure to help you gain an enlightening perspective to help you embrace, create, and live a life you love. Here Here we we go. Here we are again, excited to be back with you um, and hope that you are gearing up and ready to hear what we have to say today. We're going to learn all about the brain and reactions and mm-hmm. why we do what we do. We are excited to um, have you join us. And Kimberly's going to start us off with our reality check. Yeah, this just this topic kind of hit me so hard because of kind of some challenges that I've been through these last couple of weeks where my body has been having some pretty strong reactions to my circumstances. Now, my circumstances don't create my body reactions, but a lot of us skip all the in-between. And I think it's important for us to visit that today. So, for example, I think I had a stomach bug when I was traveling um, recently, but... My, I felt like I couldn't, if I could just get control of my mind, I could stop my body from feeling so miserable. And I found myself in resistance to the physical reactions that I was feeling. And I, you know, have motion sickness anyway. Like there are actual like physical realities that we deal with that have nothing to do with, you know, our brain. It's just our, our chemical genetic makeup And that's not what I'm talking about today. Like my motion sickness is completely separate from, you know, what I'm discussing as far as what physical reactions I'm creating with my mind. Um, But, you know, then I had a a situation, you know, like you probably, if you're married, you've had struggled in your marriage where you've had to have difficult conversations. And I found myself in one of these difficult conversations recently um, regarding my marriage and my brain wanted to run away to all of the worst case scenarios. And I'm hopefully you're thinking of a time that this has been the case for you. And I tried to stay really present and watch, become the watcher of my mind to see what was happening. Because for me, when my brain wants to run away to worst case scenarios, I get really sick to my stomach because the chemicals that are released, um, whatever happens, because I don't have a gallbladder, for some reason, all of my, like, uh, bile wants to empty into my stomach when that happens in my particular body. And so I get really sick to my stomach because now I have all of this bile sitting in my stomach since I don't have a gallbladder. And I get, I'm super nauseous. I have stomach pain. And to me, that is where my body reacts to the negative emotion that I'm experiencing. The negative emotion I'm experiencing is because of thoughts I'm thinking, right? And 
again, just put yourself in a situation where you had to have a difficult conversation with someone and it made you feel whatever negative emotion it was for you. For me, um, I probably was feeling, uh, fear the strongest just because when there's conflict, my worst case scenario wants to run away to how is this going to impact my children? And I have to constantly be working on my mind and how, you know, I, I never want my children to have to suffer. Um, you know, again, it's part of life. It's something that is my thing that I have to work on constantly of how things, how choices people make impact my children, including myself. And so, you know, it's just, I was really experiencing some strong negative emotion and trying to process through it and, and just recognizing that I had thoughts that triggered my brain to re have a chemical reaction and throw chemicals all through my body that made me have physical, negative physical reactions or physical pain and misery, right? Mm. So that is what happens. That is the science of how your brain works. And I was coaching a client yesterday and realizing as I was talking her through this science, it became very clear to me what hit, what was happening. So I'm going to give you a very simple example to understand here. So when you cry, mm -hmm. do you ever just spontaneously cry? Mm, no, it's usually brought on by something. By what? By music, a song, a thought. Yeah. Okay. It's it a goes thought back to the emotion. Yes. You had a thought that created an emotion that triggered tears coming out of your eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so for, this is a real thing. Now, so I just smashed my foot. Oh, yes. As we came in here yep. in, on this chair. So if it would have been harder, I might have cried. Mm -hmm. That Was that a thought or that was just a physical, like, pain right. cry? That's like I didn't the difference. think about it. <laughs> exactly. That's the difference between my motion sickness creating nausea and stomach pain for me. Right? Right. I don't have, my thoughts did not trigger that. Right. The motion, the physical thing that's happening triggered that. Just like the chair on your foot triggered that, not yeah. your thoughts. Right. So that is a great example of the, the differences that I'm talking about here. Okay. But crying, you know, yeah, you might cry if you're in pain. For sure. Well, and some people cry. I just, I know people who are like just criers at good emotions, bad emotions, like, right. or cry, you know, at someone else's experiences or whatever. Like some right. people are just criers. Yeah. You and I are not just criers. Yeah. For the most part. So it takes a pretty heavy thought. Yeah. It, it to takes bring some, some intensity <laughs> to bring crying. Like I'm thinking about me crying the other night and it makes me emotional. I'm like, oh, you were hurting and you were so sad and... You know, it is like, I'm thinking right now about that and it's legit. I have tears welling up in my eyes. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that though, because as I'm thinking about this particular, um, tool or this idea that you're, we're coming to you, you know, with today and you know, when you're like really cold or really hot and how sometimes you legitimately can think yourself out of the cold or the hot. Like it's like when you're freezing cold, think warm thoughts, think warm, like think warm things yeah. and it changes. The fireplace or how come, drinking hot chocolate. Yeah. How come this person can be like sweating to death and you're like, no, I'm fine. Probably because I have a different power or control over my mind that then does or doesn't do something 
to my body. Like I'm just trying to really jump into that idea of the power of the mind Yes, and the thoughts. And when those things are so strong and you're so in tune with your body, even with hormones, like how they say, well, it takes a long time for a female to learn her body, learn, you know, the feelings and the responses and the reactions. Mm -hmm. And so I have particular children even right now that'll come to me with some sort of physical ailment. And I'll say, you know, I mean, knowing what I feel now and how I control it now is so different than when I was in a 15 or 25 year old body Yeah, because I hadn't learned yet what I know now in the power of the mind. Exactly. And being that in tune with your body. So some of these things just take time and practice yes. and learning and we have to have so much compassion for ourselves in the practice of this model and this idea. Absolutely. And I know that it's easy to want to resist the negative emotion, the negative physical reaction that you're experiencing because it's not pleasant. It's uncomfortable. And a lot of times it's actually miserable. Okay. But the best thought for me is it's not going to last light. It's not going to be this way forever. Yeah. That's the worst thing to tell someone though. When, you know, I have a a son who tends to be a little more, frustrated and negative, even at the beginning of a morning. And I just want to be like, can you just change your attitude? How you're going to view the day is so, <laughs> it's going to impact you, but you can't truly get that into somebody's mind. They have to want it. Yes. That's why you have to tell yourself this. Right. And so it's just that whole idea though, that you really can change even coming to that situation with, um, you know, the idea is, is your, is your glass going to be half full or half empty that day? And even though the glass is literally the same line, you get to choose how you're going to view that hardship or that challenge. Your perspective. Yep. You get to choose your perspective. It really does change then your physical outcomes, your emotions, your, the way you show up to your people every day, depending on how you show up in that situation. That's exactly right. So here's what it's so important that, you know, that it's totally understandable and normal to feel the way that you are given the circumstance you're dealing with to not move immediately into resistance of negative emotion and negative physical sensations. You have to just let it be okay. Yeah. And I'm not good at that. I'm just being honest. I can't tell you how many times I'm like, no, no, stop it. Suck them back up right now. (laughs) You're not doing this right here. I have fought so many years of just like, not now, not now, yeah. you know, and they get the sweats in your yep. body because you're just going to hold it back and yeah. resist it. The resistance, but no, yeah, just first, the first step is to just let it be okay. Let it be hard. Let it be sad. Let it be whatever it is in your life. Let yourself be a human. Like, yes, it's totally understandable that I feel this way. And the best way to do that is to think about somebody else. What if somebody that I love was dealing with the exact same circumstance. How would I feel for them? Right? What would what would I be thinking? Like, yeah, that is hard. That must be challenging. It's okay to feel sad. Like you're going to you're going to show up that way for someone you love, right? So show up for yourself that way. That is the first thing to do. And I promise you if you can do that, it will at some level minimize the intensity of the situation that you're going through. It really does. Okay. So then you have to understand that it's legit, just factual science that the brain is doing exactly what it's designed to do. When you have thoughts that create negative emotion, it triggers the brain to release the chemicals that create a physical reaction in your body. It's science. 
Yeah. It's completely neutral. It's just how we are made. Right. Whether it's cortisol, whether it's endorphins, whether it's dopamine, serotonin, all right. of these hormones are real reactions, responses to something happening. Now, how much gets delivered to your neural pathways is dependent on the emotions that you give into the situation. Right. How much you don't control your thoughts, right, right? is what we're saying. And because you yeah. do have that power to minimize the physical reaction when you choose to be in charge of your mind and your thoughts. Right. And we, I know it sounds crazy, but like, I just think about like these physical things that we go through, whether it's exercise, whether it's working hard in the heat, whether it's enduring something cold, whether it's an intimate experience, there's all those things that help release those hormones in our body and they can be exacerbated or minimized due to the thoughts that we're having in that experience. Yes, absolutely. So here's another thing that is going to be really important for you to know. Back to, I had this conversation with my husband that was really challenging. You know, I was able to do the thought work the rest of that day after the conversation and let myself cry, let myself feel my emotions, lean in, let it be, you know, um, part of my human experience. But the next day when my brain wanted to start, you know, like I was like trying to kind of move into a problem solving place. And so now what type of thing? Like I talked to you guys so much about on the podcast and my brain, I watched it do this. I was so fascinated because I was driving and I was like, I am so tired. And I'm not one that like just gets tired during the day. Like I kind of feel like I live in a tired state most of the time, but my eyes legit were like getting heavy. And I was like, I would give anything just to go lay down and go to sleep and not deal with any of this. Mm. And I saw my brain doing what it does. Remember, seek pleasure, avoid pain and ding, 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 do what's easiest or conserve energy. Mm. Okay. My brain was telling me, this is too much. You're making me work too hard. So I'm going to tell you just to shut your eyes and go to sleep and don't deal with any of it. Hmm. I watched my brain do this to me, you guys. <laughs> I watched it say, yeah, we're not going to think about any of this. We just want to go to sleep and not deal with any of it. Yeah, and people that have true depression, that is how they live in that state. And that, and that is a real thing. So yeah, don't, I mean, yeah. We're not undermining any of that for sure, because we do go through those experiences when you're, when you're having, your body is going through our things, yeah. making a baby, you know, when you literally have to just yeah. sit down and shut down for a while. Yes. And I legit know that my brain was like, we're not doing this. We're not going to problem solve this and released whatever chemicals it needed to, to try and conserve the energy and put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I mean, seriously, I had three appointments yesterday. I had to drive all over Tarnation. Um, I, I could actually not listen to my brain and go to sleep. I had other, I mean, it was my choice. Yeah. I'm not saying I didn't you have a have choice. Not done it. I could have just gone home and put somebody else in charge of my kids and gone to sleep. You know, like that, I could have figured that out. But what I'm saying is it was fascinating to see what my brain was trying to do, despite what it knew I had planned for the day. It's tricky. <laughs> It really is. And that's the point. We just want you all to see the science behind how your brain affects your body, affects your emotional 
triggers, affects the outcomes that you're having in your life is what it boils down to. So we hope that you will spend some time thinking about an instance like one that I've shared today, that you can become the watcher of your brain, that you can see what it's doing to you. Because when you can do that, that's where you get a handle on it. Mm -hmm. That's where you become the boss of your brain and have more say in who you are and how you're showing up in the world. So, and that's what matters truly, you know? Well, I know we're all just, you know, having these human hormonal, hormonal. (laughs) human hormonal, (laughs) you know, honest experiences in life. And, um, And I think the biggest thing we can gain from all of this is just having compassion for ourselves, having compassion for those around us. Yes. And push on. Like you said, it's going to end someday. Yeah. You're not always going to feel this miserable. Like I know that I'm still in the thick of the misery that I'm experiencing right now, but I am when I purposefully spend time being the boss of my brain, I do diminish it significantly. I do diminish the misery and the pain. So it's a real thing. And I, I hope that if you feel like that's impossible or you feel like you could use some help figuring that out, go to claritycallcoaching.com and sign up for a session with me and let me help walk you through how all of this works in your mind and your life. Right. So this morning I've had a screensaver on my phone for like months and months to talk about like not wasting energy on anger. Right. Like it doesn't do any good to have anger, right? So that's been my screensaver for a long time. Yeah. And this morning I saw a little meme or a little quote, whatever, um, that just resonated with me and it really goes along beautifully with what we're talking about and the power of the mind. And it says, what we love, seek, think and do determines who we are and who we will become. Yep. So as we put time and thoughts into those things and people that we love and things that we want to try and do and have ambitions and where our, where our, you know, thoughts and stuff. And then ultimately our, like you're saying, our outcomes, our reactions, our actions, um, it's going to become our destiny. So we got to decide what we're going to make of this life. Yeah. And, uh, and how we want to view things and show up in peace and just as hard as it is, you and I both know, cause we go through, it seems like we're always going through like pretty rock hard stuff <laughs> and everybody is, but yeah, the, and the world is just going to continue that way. Sorry to burst anybody's bubble out there. If you think things are going to get easier, it's just not, but our minds are learning so much on how to be able to use these tools to clarity and gain more peace in the chaos around us. I just love that the prophet of our church, like I, I replay this saying that he said in my mind over and over again, especially in times of trial, that the circumstances of our life have little to do with the happiness of our life, which Mm. goes right along with our mantra that happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. So that's exactly what he's saying to us is you've got to realize that your circumstances don't create your happiness. Yeah. Thinking bad things about yourself or others is never going to be a happy place. That's exactly right. So, so on to our would you rather. All Alicia right. has that for us today. Okay. This one's kind of fun and it's funny to my family for sure. So, and I'll explain why after we okay. say it. Would you rather have really small hands? <laughs> Maybe we've done this one. Or really big feet. I have really small hands. But not really. We're talking, I don't know, if you haven't seen it, you may want to Google Lawrence Welk, Saturday Night Live. 
Oh. And there's the little Judy on there, and they're the little tiny Barbie doll hands. Right. And I'm Judy. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to look at that. We're talking really small hands. Okay. Like an inch, two inches? You know, yeah, like Barbie okay. hands. Okay. Or really big feet. Well, I need to do stuff, and my hands are my <laughs> stuff doers. So I'm just going to have to walk around with big old clown feet. Yeah. I know, and I'm like, oh, as I went through this. So I do have a... One of my daughters has very, very teeny, tiny, petite hands. I mean, way even smaller than yours, which I think we get from, I'm going to guess, Grandma Allen. I mean, probably yeah, she has, she did she's have te tiny teeny, hands. tiny, right? Uh -huh. And she was tiny. Yeah. And that reminds me of my daughter. But, and the teeniest, tiny little fingernails for a grown woman. It's funny and so cute. But I also have several of my children who have giant feet, enormous <laughs> feet, right? Yeah. And, and it does change the way you walk and run and all the things, you know, yeah, yeah. and I really love to run and I just can't imagine running with clown shoes. Yeah. But I also need like 10 hands. So two teeny tiny hands is not going to serve me. Mm. I'm definitely going to have to have big feet because I need my normal size hands. Amen. Yep. I gotta have, gotta have my hands. <laughs> Sorry, so we're running can you around like can you imagine, crazy people. Imagine, you know, pulling up meds or doing anything with those two. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh-uh. So anyway, if you want a good laugh, go look at Lawrence Welk on Saturday Night Live and, and laugh about Judy on that one. But All right. if you pick small hands, that is. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us again this week. We hope that you have taken something that you can utilize in your life and join us next week. Thanks for joining us on the Clarity Call. Please like and share it. And we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review. Be sure to check out claritycallcoaching.com to join our weekly newsletter and sign up for your first free coaching session. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Clarity Call and on Facebook as Clarity Call. <laughs>